it's time for Health Check with Heidi Gottman. A daily dose of health and wellness information. Call or text Heidi your questions at 373-1220. That's 373-1220. And now, here's Heidi Gottman. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. Hope you're doing well on this wonderful day. We have a fabulous program lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about one of the major killers in our country and how we can avoid it. And the killer I'm talking about is stroke. And this is so important because stroke kills about 130 Americans every year. How many is that? That's about one out of every 20 deaths, according to the CDC. So uh, it's very serious. Uh, On average, one American dies from a stroke every four minutes. Pretty serious stuff. But the great news, again, is that we can help prevent a stroke. So we are going to find out all about that today. We're going to be talking with the experts, the folks from Sarasota Memorial Hospital. And here to get us started is Jill Garrett from Sarasota Memorial Hospital's Secondary Stroke and TIA Prevention Program. Did I get it right? You did, Heidi. Okay. I know it's a mouthful. Uh, uh, for everybody else, you're a, you're a nurse practitioner and you deal with stroke. I do. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and so you've been on before and we've talked about stroke, but for people who aren't familiar with it, I thought we could explore in this segment all about a stroke and what it is. I mean, I think people hear it a lot, especially younger people might not really be familiar with it. I mean, it's sometimes called a brain attack and there are different types of stroke. So just tell us, what is a stroke? A stroke occurs suddenly. It's when a a blood vessel in the brain is suddenly blocked or breaks. Okay, so uh, a blood vessel is suddenly blocked or it breaks and then the brain is not getting blood flow. No, blood blood supply is shut off. Yeah, and in a very short amount of time, cells start to die, right? Yes, we lose almost 2 million brain cells a minute. A minute? While a stroke is is untreated. How many do we have to lose? Hopefully millions. (laughs) No, I mean, hopefully we have millions. Yeah, oh my goodness, but we don't want to lose any. So so you're talking about either blockage or uh, hemorrhage. And, and these have different names. We have hemorrhagic stroke, so if a blood vessel bursts. Uh, but the other type with a blockage, what's that called? That's called an ischemic stroke, and about 80% of strokes are ischemic. The other 20% are hemorrhagic, which is bleeding into or around the brain. All right. So, I mean, those might be a little harder to predict when you're going to have one of those. The, the ones with blockage, I mean, we have tests we can do and things where you can look at the amount of blockage in the carotid arteries. You can uh, be measuring your cholesterol. You can get exercise. I mean, there are a lot of things that we can do to cut down our risk. Exactly. And the good news is that 80% of strokes are preventable with a few lifestyle changes. And And, and a leading cause of stroke, either ischemic or hemorrhagic, is blood pressure. Mm -hmm. Blood pressure. So so let's talk about the the different causes of stroke. So we've got high blood pressure. Uh, Also sleep apnea, right? Yeah, sleep apnea is, uh, um, we're looking harder and harder for sleep apnea. But blood pressure, smoking is a huge risk. Um, Diabetes, sleep apnea, people um, have obstructive breathing, they snore during the night, they stop breathing. When that happens, there's a surge in blood pressure and you're prone to arrhythmias. And sleep apnea, regardless of your other risk factors for stroke, is an independent risk factor for stroke or, or a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Because you are really increasing the high blood pressure and, and the high blood pressure is related to stroke. Why exactly is high blood pressure associated with stroke? Over time, it can weaken the blood vessel wall um, it leads to increased atherosclerosis, that's plaque buildup. 
I and love then it. I would imagine too that high cholesterol has got to be a risk factor for stroke. Too. Yes, yes. So uh, in cholesterol, we we ask people to know what their numbers are or know their ABCs. So if you're looking at ABCs, A1C is your diabetes test. You ask your doctor what that number is. B is blood pressure. C is cholesterol. So most people tend to know what their total cholesterol is. The number that we look at when you're having a stroke or a TIA is the LDL, the low density the bad cholesterol. cholesterol. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We want lots of HDL, but we don't want the LDL. And triglycerides, another fat in, in the blood, that also plays an important role in, in stroke. Tell us. Yes, it does. So a normal triglyceride level is less than 150, but the push is now to try and get that lower because, again, regardless of other blood pressure, of other risk factors, high triglycerides can increase your risk of of heart attack and stroke. And remember what you do for your heart, you do for your brain and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. And at the very least, you want to be doing all these things to maintain good health. You want good blood flow throughout your body. So you want to eat right. You want to exercise. You want to keep your weight under control. You want to keep your blood sugar under control, keep your lipids or blood fats under control. Uh, so there's there's a lot that you can do, but it you aren't thinking about any of that when you get a stroke. <laughs> Why didn't no. I control my cholesterol? You're suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, this is the worst headache of my life, or, you know, some sudden symptom. So tell us about these sudden symptoms. You're doing your usual thing, and suddenly you go to do something, find you can't write a number, or you can't read something on the computer. I had a patient years ago, he was young, in his 30s, doing yard work, suddenly couldn't pick up the garden hose, went to tell his wife, and then found he couldn't speak. Um, so you're doing your usual activities. And, um, and, and it's sudden. That it's, is really the that is thing. the key. Yeah. So, so you lose the control of one side of your body or you have the asymmetry in your face um, or the worst headache you've ever had. Things like that. Right. Yes. There's a little acronym called FAST, F-A-S-T, to help us remember the signs of a stroke. F, it stands for face. If you notice that someone is lopsided on one side of the face or crooked, you call 911. A is arms. Uh, you put both arms out in front of you. If one drifts down, you can't keep it up strong with the other one. Nine one one. S is speech. You say a sentence out loud. If words don't come out, or it comes out what I call gobbledygook, sounds like made up words. You call nine one one. T is time, and that stands for time to call nine one one. There's another acronym called BFAS, which gives you a couple more stroke symptoms, which are very very easily missed. B is balance. You you're trying to walk. You pick up your mail. All of a sudden you. You're veering to one side um, across your driveway. E is eyes, and that's loss of vision, partial vision, double vision, uh, which can be a stroke symptom. And and there are so many different symptoms, but I think really one of the factors that would be a tip-off is that it's sudden. Exactly. Sudden. Yes. Okay, so, yes. so keep those in mind, everybody. And you mentioned the time, Jill, and let's talk about why it's so critical to get to a stroke center in a quick amount of time. Yes, so the reason we tell people to call 911 is that at the hospital we get a heads up. It's called a stroke alert so that you have access to a medication called TPA, which stands for Tissue Plasminogen Activator. Its uh, name is Alteplase. It's a very strong clot buster. Stroke went dropped down to the fifth leading cause of death, but it is the highest cause of disability in this country. And if we can give the clot buster as soon as you can, as you get through the door, we only have three hours from the onset of symptoms. We can reduce that 
disability significantly, usually by at least 30%, Mm -hmm. sometimes even abort the stroke. Sure. So that's something we absolutely want to do. And Mm -hmm. and you've got to get there within three hours from the onset of symptoms. From the the onset, not from when you walk through the door. Right. And um, just to be clear, it can only, TPA can only be given for ischemic stroke. And that's where a little piece of blood clot or a little piece of plaque from cholesterol buildup has, has broken off usually from the heart or the carotids and, and gone up to the brain. It is not given for hemorrhagic strokes. Yeah, and for hemorrhagic stroke, what can you do? Um, control blood pressure um, and uh, support. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, the clot is so large that you want to just pull it out of there. And Sarasota Memorial Hospital now has just this incredible technology to do that. We're using a catheter. Uh, Dan Case, this wonderful physician we've had on the program, he can just whip that little catheter up and just get the clot and pull it out. Just absolutely amazing. What kind of difference does that make? Oh, it's amazing. I have patients that come to the clinic with pictures of the blood clots that Dr. Case has taken out from the brain, and they often use TPA in conjunction with um, thrombectomy, which is called where they use the stent retriever. And you know what? We, We had him on the program one time maybe last year, right after he'd gotten here, I think. Uh, and and we're talking to him, and suddenly he gets a text on his cell phone, and he just jumped at, we were on commercial break, but he said, oh, my gosh. And he said, I got to go. And he ran out the door, He and he said, I, I've got an emergency. Got an emergency. I said, please, please go. He called me later, and he said he had gotten a message that there was someone who needed an emergency uh, uh, procedure with that catheter. And so he came back on the program another time. But, you know, it was just so impressive, the testament to his his uh, loyalty, devotion to his patients. And, and, you know, also really made me grateful that we have these doctors who are so willing to jump in and help and that we have the technology. So there is a lot that we can do to treat stroke, but the best thing that we can do is try to prevent it. We'll be talking all about that in this program. We're also going to meet a woman who had a stroke not too long ago and today is doing beautifully. She's sitting here with us in the studio. She looks gorgeous. She's with her husband. We're, we're doing just so well with her and so happy to have her. So I'll introduce you to her in just a little bit. And we'll keep talking with Jill Garrett, nurse practitioner from Sarasota Memorial Hospital's Secondary Stroke and TIA Prevention Clinic. This is Health Check with Heidi Godman on WSRQ. We'll be right back. <laughs> 